This is the Alan and Carly podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast on... um. I want to talk about TikTok Live for a second. Okay. For some listeners who may not know that, every, not every morning, but most mornings lately, you've been going on TikTok Live on your own account because you have a lot more followers than, um, well, my account. Well, you're getting and, there. And also the Alan Akali TikTok account as well, which is fairly new and fresh. Right? We're getting there. We're trying our best. One by one. How many followers you got? 20,000? Uh, yep. Yep. 20,000 followers. But I've been on followers. TikTok. I was kind of a bit of an early adopter of TikTok. Well, because you, a- well, you love China. So you always <laughs> back when it was um top, a top tick. Yeah, actually, my friend just came back from China. Yeah, she had of a course great, she did. She, she had a great time there. <laughs> she went to a um traditional Chinese wedding, and I learned a lot about Chinese weddings. And it sounds like a vibe. So one of the things she was telling me that they do is there's this thing where they cover the bride in gold right before the wedding. So everyone just brings gold and just, like, drapes the bride in it. They and actually like, do that in Kalgoorlie as well. <laughs> <laughs> so just anyway, so you know. I got married in the wrong country, that's Absolutely. for sure. i tell you what, Chinese New Year, that's not too far away. Um, when I went to the casino, geez, it went off. Mm. If you love a drum, actually, it's certainly the event for you because, geez, those dragons with the drums. Yeah. Oh and my it's year God. of the dragon this year. It is. It's going to be a big one. The, the red envelope. Yeah, love that. You can yep. give me one of those, by the way, with some money. No. Do you want some um, Unless you're going to be in one of the costumes. And by the way, those things are hardcore, those dragons. Absolutely. They train like year round. I want to be the dude at the front with the stick and the ball on it where he like makes the oh, dragon lead. yes. That looks like fun. See, the thing is, I don't have the upper body strength for that. That ball looks heavy. Yeah. I want, all right, I'll be the drummer. Oh, yeah. But then you've got to keep the rhythm. Oh, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Good call. Well, well. I um, tried. I, I'm just going to be a spectator. Well, I just want to rent an envelope. And some mandarins. Hmm. Going to get some fruit. We should do something with Chinese New Year this year. Yeah, I used to get um, into it when I lived in Cairns. I used to host it each year, actually, because Cairns, weirdly, is a very big spot for Chinese New Year. Okay. A lot of people travel there for it. They put on a great Chinese New Year there. So, so wait, why, why were you hosting it? I don't know, actually, but I had the best. That Chinese to- heritage you famously <laughs> have? I don't know. They just asked me to do it, and I loved it, God, honestly. another white woman taking oh, a gig. Stop it. <laughs> I co-hosted it. Co-hosted it? Yes. Okay. Do you know any uh, words in Chinese? I do know it. That's why I had a translator. Ah, uh, makes sense. Um, who would like talk for like five times the amount of time that I did? Yeah. It's always wild that um, John Cena, the pro wrestler, mm. can speak in fluent Mandarin as well as Kevin Rudd. That's right. It always blows my mind when I'm just like, oh, that's right. They're just like, oh, what a cool, what a cool flex. It's a cool flex. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm speaking my broken tie. Give me a bit of that. Sweaty car. What sweaty crap? Song Samsi. I I wouldn't know. Gatlan. I would love to be bilingual, but it takes effort and time. I'll hit, hit you with this one. Chun Lok Ter. What does that mean? It means I love you. <coughs> well, that made us sick. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Alpha Box, uh, your letter for tomorrow is B for bingo. Starting with the letter B, name a novel turned into a movie. The letter B. Letter B. Bambi. I don't know if that's true. <coughs> It was a book, then it become a movie, right? Yeah, maybe. I've got Bridget Jones' diary. Oh, my God, she's dying. All right, let's wrap this podcast up. No, what were you going to say about the live? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that we're doing them, so if you want to get amongst it, please do. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Get amongst it. Um, Bambi was a book first, right? I don't know. Well, yeah, Walt Disney. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's always a book. Let's have a look. Well, Bridget Jones' diary is on my list, but maybe. (laughs) Oh, my God, she's dying. I'm trying to wrap this up for her. She wants to keep going. Hold on, let me prove a point here. Okay. Or be proven wrong. Yeah, or die. This could go either way. Here we go. Um, oh, no, what am I Googling for that? 
was Bambi. Oh, Jesus. I know. I, oh, my God. Hopefully, producer Shelby can edit this. She won't. Go faster. No, she won't. Was Bambi. While you do that, I'm going to um, contemplate all my life choices. A movie. Yep. You could have oh, got into I finance, I didn't put a question Alan. mark. You could have. Ah! Ha ha! Yes. It was adapted from Bambi, A Life in the Woods, a 1922 novel uh, by Austro-Hungarian. But that means you'd have to say Bambi, A Life in the Woods. I could say Bambi. I know what you're talking about. No, no. You've got to give the proper novel name. Does the mum survive in the book? (laughs) I don't reckon. I think that was a major plot point, if I'm being real. Mm. Yeah, the book is literally called, yeah, Bambi, A Life in the Woods. So just say Bridget Jones' Diary. (laughs) Just say that. Unless you want to say Bambi, A Life in the Woods. Jeez, when did you become such a taskmaster with Alpha No, but that's the novel. We want to give it away. I want to. That's why I'm trying to help them out. Well, you know what? Say Bambi and watch us fight it out on air. Can't wait. (laughs) I'll tell you what, you'll end up like Bambi's mum in this argument. (laughs) Take care of that business. Let's get away quickly. (laughs) Show the podcast. Alan and Carly, the podcast. We're asking right now, would you give your seat up on the bus to a man holding a baby after a TikTok is doing the rounds and the comments surprisingly savage Carly. Yeah, saying, uh, why should I have to do that just because he's had a child? I just was shocked by the amount of not only people that were saying that they wouldn't, but were angry that they should. Yeah. So for context, the man's holding like a baby. It's like a, it is a little a, baby. It's a little barb. Like to you the know? point where I'm like, where's the stroller? I don't like I don't really know how babies work, but I'm like, <laughs> like but it's a, it's so you little. You can see that the little bub's vulnerable in that position. Yep. Gonna be much, much safer sitting down. That's yep. for sure. and also being like he would have been carrying that bub around all day. So it yeah. would have been nice for someone to give up his seat. But apparently most of society would not, which has shocked me. It was it was pretty hectic. Uh, of course, just by getting on air with us every morning as well, if you say cheers, you go on the running for this awesome coffee prize pack. Let's go to Sean in Darden up to kick it off. Hey, Sean, cheers to you. Here you going. Cheers to the Wednesday morning. Yes. Oh, mate, absolutely. Uh, wait, is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Oh, I don't, oh, I don't, I don't know, know what yet. day I'm choosing to, but I'll choose you, Sean. <laughs> Sean, you're in this situation. There's someone with holding a baby. What are you doing? You giving up your seat? Oh, of course you would. Yep, Absolutely. Because um, at the end of the day, that's why I had kids, so I could get free public, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like Sean. I love it. Cheers to that answer. <laughs> Let's go to Hannah in Kalgoorlie. Uh, there's a guy, he's holding a baby on a bus. Are you going to be giving up your seat? And also, cheers to you, Hannah. Of course, I would give up my seat to a dad with a baby. In fact, I have given up my seat to a dad with a baby before, and I'm a mum myself with kids, so it's like I've been in that struggle before. So it's just common courtesy. Absolutely. I would almost argue common sense. Why only give up your seat to a woman with a baby? Why can't you give up a seat to a man with a baby? It's just like when you got dads in those um, change rooms in Perth and things like that. People get so mad that men are there changing their babies' nappies. It's like they're a parent too. Yeah, they're just parenting. Um, So, Hannah, what was your experience uh, when you're a new mum, did people give up their seat for you? Um, while I was heavily pregnant, yes, because, you know, people avoid you like you're the plague, you know, like it's <laughs> contagious or something like that. Like I would go to the Perth Royal Show and people would part like the Red Sea because oh. they were afraid of touching you. Oh, wow. So they should. That sounds pretty good. But when you're, when you're a person with like a baby in your arms, surprisingly, they're like, well, that's not my responsibility. Why should I bother? Oh, wow. So mind blowing. Like, that's understandable as well. It's like, yeah, you got on the, on the bus first, but at the same time, it's like you've got dedicated seats for people who are in need. Yeah, yeah, yes, for sure. Yes, definitely. Very interesting. 
interesting, Hannah. Thank you so much for your call. Cheers to you, mate. That was awesome. Let's go to Kiara in Karatha to wrap us up. Uh, man's on a bus. He's holding a baby. Are you giving up the seat? Cheers to you. Um, I most definitely am. I have actually, in fact, been in the same position almost, except I was very heavily pregnant, peak hour in Perth on a train, and every single seat was full. The only oh. person that actually gave their seat up to me was, like, an elderly guy. Oh, gentlemen. I not take that from him. No. Oh, that's tough, isn't it? Because, you know, it's nice that someone did offer it up, but why should it have to be the elderly man? I can imagine there were a lot of people that probably could handle standing a lot better than he could. Oh, absolutely. And it's kind of like everyone just avoids eye contact with you, so they don't have to offer their seat up. I was going to say, after the last couple of callers, I had my faith restored in humanity. I've just lost it again. Don't read the comments. It was a few years ago through COVID, but yeah. Yeah, well, all right, well. Well, if you ever need a seat, you can take mine. Not you, Alan. <laughs> Thank you. Not me. No. Why not? Because. I'm, I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> Alan and Carly, the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. This is the segment where I take on AI technology, Carly, because someone has to. No one asked for it. No, I think everyone wanted it. They were kind of hinting (laughs) at it. Uh, Now, look, I'm very excited to be taking on AI, despite the last couple of weeks not exactly going my way, Carly. Yeah, so we're going to actually test you on your song knowledge. You do work in radio. AI will be taking our job soon, um, but we still need to prove our worth. Not if I have anything to do with it, guys. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, The Grammys were on yesterday, so how this is going to work is we're going to play a Grammy award-winning song that got Song of the Year, um, and you're going to verse Shazam. So whoever... Shazam? Yes, so we're going to play a little bit of the song, and whoever can guess it first, you verse AI, a.k.a. Shazam. Okay, well, let's say hello to AI. Hello. Hey, Carly and your co-host, Loser. May I just say, Carly, your fearless approach to fashion is truly inspiring. Oh, what? You effortlessly blend style and confidence, turning heads with your bold and daring choices. Come on. Keep shining brightly, Carly, and continue to showcase your fearless sense of style to the world. I and like AI. what people oh. are saying behind your back. Now, Alan, it is 2 and 0. Are you ready to lose again? Oh, I know who's more offended. <laughs> well, she has a point about the fashion. All right, uh, let's get into it. Well, Hugh. Before we get into it, let's just confirm that AI is ready. Are you ready, AI? Hurry up, I've got weird AI images to create. Okay, rude. <laughs> All right, this is the first one. Okay. Lady Antebellum. Uh, I don't know what the name of the song is. Uh, uh, Shazam beat, it, beat you to it. Sorry. Um, it's actually Lady A now. Oh, that's right. Don't um, cancel you're me. You're cancelled. Uh, need it. you now. Damn it. All right. Next one. <sighs> I'm annoyed with that. This is too easy. Shut up. All right. Let's do it. Oh, John Lennon, imagine. No. Damn it. No. Damn it. <laughs> Shazam's listening. Still listening. I, I don't know. Listening. Sending. 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 Oh, I don't know. Sending. Got it. Sam's got it. What I was made for, Billie Eilish. Won yesterday, mate. Someone didn't watch the Grammys. No, I didn't watch the Grammys. All right, here we go. This is going so badly for you. I know. And our careers. Um. All right. <laughs> here we go. I don't know this. Shazam's still listening. Give me a second, I. Oh, I need to get my story. Uh, 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 u
You know what? Do you want to redeem yourself? Yeah, please. All right. Hit play on this one. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Tony Scambino. Uh, no, 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 oh, no. Um, They're listening. It's listening. It's listening. It's listening. Yes, yes, yes. In your face. In your face, AI. You got lucky. Oh, you shut up. All right, all right. Fine. You know what? This can be the decider. Oh, really? You're going to give me a chance, even though AI's three up? Sure. All right. Voice to me. Oh, um, 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 no, 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 no. It's listening, Lord, it's listening, no, it's no, listening, Lord Royals? it's listening. Lord Royals, Lord you Royals. You bloody got it! Yes! In your face, AI! Yes. Even if it is 3-2. <sighs> I only really know music that plays on good radio stations like Triple J. I'm happy with that. You're very sweaty. I'm very sweaty. Congratulations, Alan. You should be so proud of your greatest accomplishment, not messing up the buttons during the segment. Remember, oh. I am still two up. See ya next week. Loser. Oh, well, anyway, I, that's a win for me. So now I'm yeah, one, two. That's a computer, so I think she um, no, calculated the, the actual answers. But oh, anyway, we'll override the computer. It's a win. It's a win. You said I won, I won. So suck it, AI. I'm finally going to win on the board. That's great. All right. Awesome. Actually, you know what? I agree with the computer. That was not technically a win. No, it was. No, you can't retract. You can't retract. You can't retract. We're, not, we're moving forward. We're moving forward. <laughs> Alan and Carly, the podcast. I want to talk about what has been a bit of a trend on TikTok uh, lately, and that is this world cruise that everyone wants a piece of. Royal Caribbean. Oh. Uh, this is the cruise line that I've been on a bunch of times. I'm obsessed. Uh, this, so this massive nine-month ultimate world cruise. There's been a lot of stories coming out of it, Carly. Yes. Um, basically, people have been detailing uh, their journey. on the Like, people live there because it is. Well, it's, it's nine, nine months. months. It's, that's living. <laughs> and there's been drama on board. Yep. I've been keeping up with all the different accounts. Um, they call it new characters when new passengers uh, enter yep. the ship. Christian Hull, uh, who yep. you can find on the listener app here, he's going to be entering. Yep. Um, cannot wait for that. He is coming in to cause a stir. Yep. Um, but I think cruising is having its moment. I read the other day that one in four Australians are going to be going on a cruise this year. Yep. That's well, wild. I'm on two, so I'm the two of the four. Uh, look, I, I love it. It's absolutely great. Is it affordable? Somewhat, depending on which cruise line you go on. Uh, but there's this story, a lot of stories coming out about cruising at the moment. And as someone that has been going on cruises for, for years, there's a lot of them where I'm like, that's just all malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> just absolute malarkey, which is where I address our attention today. I saw this on the Daily Mail, which, uh, I mean, normally they're so good at just being a right source. However, <laughs> I'm not going to blame them. I'm going to blame the TikToker that put this out there, uh, Sebastian, uh, who's one of the people on that nine-month oh, cruise. Seb- I follow Sebastian. Mark Sebastian. Now, he has caused drama, drama, drama on this ship. He's been fighting with people. Of course he has. He has not been well received. No, he's irritating me because he's claiming absolute, like I said, malarkey. Uh, so we know the classic rules. Like you're in, If you're in a movie cinema, you don't yell at fire. Like that, That's the kind of like you know rule. You're not doing things like that. And the, he's claiming that on a cruise ship, there's one word that you're not allowed to say. Any ideas on what the uh, that rule could be? Well, I could. It's not fire, by the way, which you shouldn't be yelling at at any well, point. Well, is it a situation where it's like a, a man overboard situation? Like you have to be sure. Absolutely, um, it, it could be that, but it's but, not that. Because um, his one's dumb. I, I don't know. I just I'm so foreign to the cruising world. His rule that he claims are uh, the one word you're not allowed to say while on a cruise ship is Titanic. By the way, so good to see Celine Dion yesterday at the Grammys. A little side oh, note she there. looked amazing. Looked amazing. Bullshit. <laughs> well, what just... if there 
having a screening of the movie on they the top deck. They literally have had screenings on the movie, of the movie that I've been on the cruise ship of. They have backdrops that look like so the Titanic. He- they literally joke about this all the time. This guy has just done this so I can talk about it on air. Uh, Mark Let's Sebastian, work. I hate you. So, but did he give any premise, any reasoning to it? He just basically said that he said it and then waiters gasp and utensils dropped and, oh, my goodness, it's I think he's Bull. making that. Now, can I just say, not yep. to take this to a dark place, yep. but there's been a lot of ships go under since um, the Titanic. Yes. Like, not to say it wasn't tragic and sad. Not a lot of cruise ships, but... That one in um, Europe, remember the Costa, whatever that yeah, was Yeah, Costa Concordia, yeah. Cordia, I think it is. Um, well, yeah, because the guy did a drive-by, but like, it wasn't like a full sinking at the time. It was just I know, like, but I feel like that would be more touchy than Titanic. Oh, the Costa. To be honest, as someone that's nervous and slept in a life vest for the three-day cruise that I did, I don't want to hear about any ship sinking. So I kind of agree with him, to be honest with Do you. Do not agree with him. You're allowed to say Titanic on the boat. I just don't want to hear that. You know what? I don't want the bad vibes put out there. God. I'd be more scared of, like, diarrhea or food poisoning or COVID. I'm scared of all of them. This is why I hate cruising. Interesting. Or scared of, like, buffet closed early. You know, the real scary things. Oh, yeah, the things. real fears. <laughs> Alan and Carly, the podcast. Hit breakfast with Alan and Carly, and we heard about this news when we first came in this morning, Carly, about King Charles and this official word from the palace, Carly. Yeah, the official word is that um, King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. They did rule out prostate cancer, um, and they did say that it was actually found uh, when he recently was in hospital uh, for his prostate. To give us more details, we're joined now by Ed Godfrey, who is the Channel 9 foreign correspondent and currently in the UK. Good morning, Ed. Good morning. So first and foremost, Ed, uh, obviously we've gotten that official statement from the palace. Have we learned any other details? Well, we just, uh, we know this statement came as a big shock here in the UK and, and, and around the world too. Um, Buckingham Palace released it at uh, 6 p.m. our time here in London, so uh, you know, several hours ago now. Uh, a big shock. Uh, they said he's been diagnosed with cancer, as you say, and it was picked up while he was being uh, treated for an enlarged prostate. He was in hospital for that just over a week ago. Uh, they picked that up, and he has now commenced a schedule of regular treatment, and he's going to be away from public duties uh, for some time. So basically, not a whole lot of detail. I guess just the fact that they're putting this out there is uh, sort of a break in tradition uh, with the royal family. But they said it's not prostate cancer. Uh, but they won't say what type it is or what stage it's at. So he's commenced uh, treatment. He's travelled from Sandringham, but the, the Royal Estate there at Sandringham, about two and a half, three hours north of London, to London now uh, this morning, our time, and he's commenced treatment. Now, I understand that uh, although he's going to be pulling back a few of his duties in regards to visiting places, including Australia, he's still going to be working during this, from what I understand. He is. So he won't be doing any public-facing duties, is how it was phrased in that statement. Uh, that's on doctor's orders or doctor's advice. But he will be doing some, you know, things behind closed doors, receiving the red box, uh, doing some state business and uh, paperwork, it's been said as well. So he'll still be carrying on with some duties. We know he's he's uh, the kind of uh, king he likes to keep busy, so he'll be doing all he can. And, um, and he's said to be feeling wholly positive about his treatment and looking forward to getting back to regular work as soon as possible. And do we have a bit of a timeline? I know these things are very hard to tell and his focus should be on getting well, but have they given any indication of kind of when his treatment will be complete? No, and uh, that's um, one of the things where there's a lot of speculation about. Um, They're not providing any more details about that. Um, And I guess 
doesn't matter who you are, you are entitled to your to your privacy when Absolutely. it comes to your health, yeah. certainly. Um, but um, I guess if they gave a timeline, it would only probably feed that speculation, which they don't want. Mm-hmm. Charles uh, is said to have released this um, to prevent speculation. And he has been a patron for numerous cancer-related charities throughout his life uh, during his time as Prince. And he's done this also to... Um, but to help people around the world affected by cancer is what it said in that statement. So no timeline on how long he'll be out for. Obviously, there'll be uh, countless engagements that he won't be able to attend or partake in. They'll either, either be cancelled or postponed or rescheduled. The big one for us in Australia, back home in Australia, was uh, you know there's expectation that he may visit later this year, him and uh, Queen Camilla, uh, perhaps Prince William as well, who knows. But um, we'll have to wait and see whether that does go ahead. The palace has never confirmed that. Uh, as an actual trip that's definitely going ahead. It was believed to be around uh, the Chogham uh, time. Mm. So I think it was October 21. We'll have to wait and see if that happens. I believe he would be keen to get there. He's been keen to travel and get around the Commonwealth, especially with, I guess, some sort of waning popularity with uh, having a foreign head of state and a lot of places that are part of the Commonwealth keen to get around and, and uh, show that support. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see if that goes ahead, if it does get confirmed and if he does come down under. Uh, now, Ed, before we let you go, you did mention before about it breaking tradition. Uh, what exactly did you mean by that in the sense that he's just so public with this? Yeah, they don't often come out. I mean, especially with the late Queen, although she was, you know, very old. Yeah. Um, not not overly forthcoming with uh, private information, other than we know that the Queen was in and out of hospital numerous times. So they do keep things fairly private. This is a change, I guess. This is a new mark of the new monarch. Um, when he went into hospital with the London Clinic just down the road, uh, a couple of weeks ago, for that enlarged prostate, they put the statement out uh, that coincided with uh, the Princess of Wales, who's recovering from her abdominal surgery as well. Um, but just putting that information out there was a break in tradition. Yeah. And the king then said that he wanted that out there to encourage people, specifically men in that case, to talk about their health. And it had a huge impact. There was a 1,000% increase or thereabouts on hits to the NHS, the local public, health uh, service website here in the UK about prostate matters. And he said to be delighted with that because anything that gets men, particularly of an older age, talking about their health is a good thing. So he put that out there then. He had that desired result and he's putting this out here now. You could argue that he would probably have to say something. Yeah. Even he's going to be having some treatment for cancer, but being very candid about it and putting it out there once again, uh, a, a break in tradition or a break in, uh, I guess, protocol and what we've seen over the years. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Ed Godfrey, Channel 9 Foreign Correspondent. We appreciate your time. No worries. Thank you. Alan and Carly, the podcast. I was a brave boy. I was very... Did you get a lollipop? Kind of. So there's been something that's been looming in the back of my mind as I've begun doing some work in my house. And by work, I mean really just painting over like the holes in the walls and stuff. I've got some cracks where the house set, all that sort of stuff. And it's been something I've been meaning to get to for the last one, two, three, four, seven years. Uh, And so I'm slowly but surely getting through the house and doing it. So I did the patchwork, the sanding, the blah, 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 blah. But now I'm at the point now where I need to paint. So the other day I uh, went to Bunnings and I had the old paint can that was from the original when the house was first painted. And I said, one of these, please. And they said, yep, no problem at all. Bang, there you go. And I was like, cool, that wasn't so hard because I've never ordered paint before. I've never done anything like this. Yeah. I don't really. Uh, you don't just walk up off the shelf, I've learned. No. And so I'm, and also like, I don't want to surprise people too much and shock them too much, but I'm not exactly a man's man. You know, I'm not out there doing all the tradey kind of stuff, but I'll give it a red hot go. Yeah. So and then that, you'll get someone to fix it. And then I'll get someone to fix it. And that's going to cost me a lot. But so I, I was slowly doing this, got the paint sorted. Then I realized that 
I've done the paint that's the color of the walls, but the ceiling is a lighter shade of white compared to this kind of like gray white that we use. There's proper colors. I don't remember the names. And you also need to use ceiling paint, not wall paint. I'm just writing that down. Uh, (laughs) So I went back in the shed and I found what I thought was the paint tin for what was the roof. But this is paint is like eight years old. Mm. So you can't use it. So I need to buy a new one. Mm. So I opened it up in the house. I'm like, okay, you looked at the ceiling. I'm like, yeah, kind of, yeah, that would be the same one, surely. I went to Bunnings again, but this time I was really intimidated because I first perused all the like, you know, color sections of like, you know, what the shades of paint are. And on my paint tin, it said ceiling white. I'm like, okay, because the other one was something like something gray, like coastal gray or something. I'm like, oh, there's the color. Bang. I can just buy it. Go. There you go. But I couldn't find the shade ceiling white anywhere. And I'm like, maybe it's not called ceiling white. Maybe it's just for the ceiling. It's just white. But I don't know. I chickened out. I went to Bunnings three different times. I had other stuff to get as well. I chickened out from going to the paint counter because the person who was working at the thing looked too cool (laughs) and I didn't want to be mocked. I literally would go Trust up. Trust me, I asked the dumbest questions when I was painting sure. my house. And they're sure. totally there to answer them all. So, like, this one time one of the chick was there, she had cool tattoos and a nose piercing. I'm like, I'm not asking her. She's going to mock me. So I, like, left. And then the other time there was another person there. Like, they didn't even look cool, but I was too intimidated. I finally was a brave boy. And I went up and I said, hi, um, I have no idea what I'm doing. She's like, yep, that's obvious. <laughs> And I'm like, oh no, she's too cool already. <laughs> and I went, I need to buy this paint. Um, I need a small amount, whatever the smallest amount is. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it says ceiling white here. And she goes, oh, it's just white. And she goes, do you know the brand? And I said, no. <laughs> she said, well, let me look at it. She goes, oh yeah, no, no, that's fine. Yeah, I'll get, you get this one. And she just went up to the shelf, picked it up, and sold me the white paint. <laughs> It wasn't He's scary. Adulting. As a, He's and, adulting. And I'm adulting. But she was so lovely. I don't know why I was so scared. But I get it because it's like when you're in, when you're, I guess, out of your depth, you, it is hard to ask for help, I guess. It really is, especially, especially as a stubborn man. <laughs> oh, well, you know there's I mean? that too. You know? See, I had no problem just walking around the pain aisles looking confused. Oh, no, I did yelling that too. Out, help, I did help. That, I, I did that too, but no one came <laughs> until I went to the counter. Um, but yeah, so I was brave. It's all been sorted. I look forward to it sitting in my shed for another year before I actually get to the job. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so I can't be bothered now. I'm busy. <laughs> that was the Alan and Carly podcast. This is it.